It's about having a conversation and being transparent. It's about learning and growing to love the truth. I'm Ryan. And I'm True. And And this this is Love the Truth Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Love the Truth Podcast, and I'm Ryan. And this this is a podcast where we are going to have some fun today and just have a nice, good, and open conversation. So, how are you, Trip? I'm I'm good. (laughs) How are you? I I can't complain. (laughs) So, I was driving in the car the other day, mm. and I was listening to, you know, I was just chilling, like rolling down the street, like right, normally right, the right. other day, right? And I had my gospel music, you know, I was turned on my gospel music, and you know, like how when you, I don't know if you ever listened to the radio before, and like, you go into the intermediate part where the hosts of the radio station are just like having a conversation. So, like, as I'm rolling and I'm driving, all of a sudden it goes into the intermediate. And during this particular time, they was raising money to kind of support the radio station. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as they were talking about people sewing in, and, and I thought that was dope, like, how they set it up where people could sew in. And it was really cool. Okay. But then the guy, like, one of the co-hosts, which was the guy, started talking about close close your eyes you Mm. know envision yourself in another world envision yourself giving this amount of money da 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 and it just really by the end of him doing all that you know if you have any awareness of what meditation and mindfulness is Mm. you know that he was walking you through the step of mindfulness without telling you he's walking you through the step of mindfulness Hmm. And it was just very, I feel like when it was happening, it really took me back. Like I was taken back by it because I really, it was like, I I didn't expect that to be on like a Christian radio station. Yeah. And like, I just, I feel like I came home, we had a conversation about it. We talked about it Mm -hmm. and it kind of really opened us to this door of really like questioning, like how did mindfulness in the body of Christ turn into a mindful mess. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, I guess when I think of something like that, mm-hmm. when you see, you know, mindfulness being spoke about mm-hmm. um, on that radio station, you know, it seems like to me, you know, there's, there's a difference between you know you know meditation or or mindfulness in a sense of uh like there's a biblical meditation but mm. when i'm when i hear you say you know how it crept you know how it got in the church somehow mm. you know when you think about that it you know the the devil's mm. tricky he mm. he he tends to uh well, it turned into a mess. Yeah, he, yeah, he tends to throw little, the little foxes, mm-hmm. and it starts from the head, you know, mm-hmm. from the leadership, really. Uh, uh, you know, one person gets influenced by another leader, mm. and, you know, just thinking about it in a sense of like, hey, you know, you know how they can push Jesus' love so hard, but that's all they talk about. 
mm. you know, the love side of it. But then there's never a balance because Jesus had a balance of, you mm. know, um, repercussions of certain things when it comes to uh, sin or what. So are you so are you saying that you believe that love? Like the topic, the focus on love. The focus on love. In the body of Christ is the thing that has specifically opened the door? Or do you think it's like multiple different things that well, have... it could be multiple different things, but I'm mm-hmm. just focusing on what where I see The it. biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, the biggest thing mm-hmm. is the love. And when you're not balanced, you can see how peace, love... You know, it can it kind of flows into mindfulness or like nothing. You know, God will forgive me. God loves me. God loves mm. me, and it gives you this sense of uh, um, not resolving like any issues you have. You could like just escapism. say, uh, yeah, escapism. Mm. Oh, God will forgive me. God loves me, mm-hmm. and I can see how that can intertwine with uh, mindfulness based off of that radio station you listen to. Process. Yeah, I I see that. Yeah. Like I see that a lot. I also believe that, you know, like when I think of mindfulness, like the actual term and you look it up in the dictionary, yeah. it's very simple. It just means to be aware, alert, right? Right. But in an Eastern religious standpoint, it's a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting because as Christi- Christians, we have kind of adapted this world or religious, Eastern religious thought process on it, yeah. processes on mindfulness, rather than taking a biblical perspective. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But let, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the yeah. the the Eastern practices or what mindful even is. So, like from you know us doing our study and you know you know getting into mindfulness, I realized. Um, for here's a good example. I was at work, you know, um, at my, well, this was my last job. When I was at work, they sent out this mass email to everybody, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. there was like this mandatory meeting that required everybody to, uh, I guess, listen in on mindfulness mm-hmm. and um, meditation, self-awareness, self-care, self-love. Mm-hmm. And this was all happening during, you know, the COVID period, you mm-hmm. know. Everybody was silent, you know, everybody was inside. I was working from home, so, you know, it seems like these career jobs kind of introduced this um, 101 on mindfulness, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just thought that was funny, Uh, you know, just mindfulness and this topic Mm -hmm. being brought up during COVID. I Mm -hmm. noticed it in movies. I noticed it in videos that I watch, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, there's a lot of terminology that's, uh, attached to mindfulness for example there was this video i watched on youtube of a basketball player um being interviewed and he said hey i'm you know we manifested all this to happen and you know i noticed these spiritual words always equates to this hinduism religion mm. you know which is you know yeah i think you see that a lot today in media you know it's really it's very it's very much impacted our world and it's very much impacted our culture specifically in america and i think that that culture has spilled over into the church yeah for sure and ultimately like the world's view of it like the actual definition has to do with being more aware more alert you know focusing on your emotions thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. but also dismissing them 
Yeah. Acknowledging all this through breathing techniques. Yeah. You know, and even how like when we was just looking into this after like us, our conversation, thinking about it, we were listening and watching a Hinduist monk that was going into more detail about the different stages of mindfulness. Yeah. And and then in those stages, he was talking how there was 10 stages to mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Uh, and how he also uh, spoke about how the first two stages is what most people experience. Mm-hmm. And I could see that, especially in America, mm-hmm. we tie that into uh, yoga practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, first, the breathing techniques is like stage one, beginner mm-hmm. stages. And how we took that piece of, from Hinduism and we Americanized it and mm-hmm. brought it into yoga where it's this gym athletic type spirituality that we made up even though it was uh, that piece was taken from uh hinduism and buddhism yeah and it's a it's a it's a religion right you know from another country and it really here in america started off with yoga yeah you know because that was the door opener you know it was like okay we're gonna you know you know americans like you know they're very athletic mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of americans American are sports very, for sure talk about health athletics so they found that way to introduce meditation through yoga yeah and so therefore that was like the door opener to being able to explore more into that and ultimately now it's like it's a thing you yeah know? Yeah. And so, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, when I look it up on Google, it's not mm-hmm. something you really uh, notice uh, when it comes to uh, the the cons. Mm. Well, at, at least it it's always being spoken highly of yeah, meditation. No effects of it. And so, you know, when something's always being spoken highly of, we I tend to question it or us as, you know, Christian believers is something that, you know, when a, when you see the world doing something. Mm-hmm. I question it like okay why is everybody going this way you know and so yeah when you think of side effects for medicine Mm. and medication you know it's always um, even though that medication could have a you know could treat you in some way there's always a side effect whether it's a rash yeah and it's like yeah like Yeah. yeah you know it's like it's funny you're saying that because you think about like you hear older people say like they take these medications, you know, people that are diabetic, different issues, mm-hmm. and they have heart problems, and they have, like, all these pills. They got a pill for this pill and a pill for that pill and a pill Great. for that pill. And it's, like, it just, like, baffles me how, like, really, they consider mindfulness as a form of therapy, which is a mental medicine, right? Yeah. And when you have, when you talk about hypnosis or any form of mental therapy, there's always a process where they have to walk you through this, the, the side effects mm-hmm. of it. But I find it really interesting that when it comes to mindfulness, there's like no conversation yeah. about the side Zero. effects. Yeah. And to me, that makes me like really question it. Yeah. Like, why is, why is it being pushed so hard? And why is nobody talking about the effects of it negatively? Yeah, because yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it causes you to have a passive mentality yeah. when you're just focusing on like for the first steps when the 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 monk was teaching was mm-hmm. focusing on your breath and ignore everything else around you 
when you're just focusing on one thing, it kind of makes it, your brain lazy. I can see how it, it can be like very, passive, very, very passive. And so when you think about it, you know, like even, you know, I know like you could question like, hey, is then, you know, what's the difference? What if you just want to focus in on work? Isn't that still mindfulness? Well, for me, from my experience, like, for example, if I have a lot of stuff on my plate at work and I focus in on something, I take a deep breath and then I'm, it's not meditation, but I take a deep breath I, from time to time and be like, let me just focus in. If someone calls me or if a notification comes off from Microsoft Teams or Slack or whatever mm -hmm. I'm using at work, I'm not ignoring or blocking out all the other things that's happening around me. I'm still Alert. aware. I still have a awareness. You know, it's not like I'm shut down mm -hmm. to the world. Mm -hmm. You know, as where mindfulness, you're shut down to everything around you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why you see you know Buddhist people going to those mountains and mm -hmm. just escape from reality mm -hmm. and whatnot. But and they yeah. actually can. I mean, if you know anything about the art of Hinduism, the practices, like they literally shut their brain off. You know, like to a certain Scary. extent, to where they can, and that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But those are getting into the deeper levels of meditation. So most, you know, like what the monk was saying, most people in Americans specifically are only really diving into like the first two stages of mindfulness. Yeah. But just with those stages alone, from what we found, there's so many effects of yeah. just the first two stages that if you were aware of you probably wouldn't want to be that associated yeah. with it and you as know, an american yeah. i would say and with that <clears throat> being said you know we're you know we're christian we're looking mm -hmm. into this just to get more of an understanding of you know how the world sees it mm -hmm. and you know, don't just take our advice for it. We we actually Do your looked, own research. Yeah, we yeah, did our yeah. research. We actually had to dig for this one guy we found and who is a student, mm -hmm. who's been a student for like what, two a couple years probably. Mm -hmm. And so he came clean and I was just like, Wow, some of the stuff he was saying, I was shocked, mm -hmm. like what was coming out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. And honestly I was surprised, you know, that, you know And it really did stem from like our curiosity to yeah. wanna know more. Like about it because even like in church as a Christian, you don't hear people talk about it. No, you you know, know, like either you hear people on one side would say, just stay away from it, right? Yeah. They don't have explanations as to why. Because yeah, the Bible says. And then you yeah. have people on the other side where it's like, oh, so it's cool. We can do it all. This is good. Yeah. But then you don't, you don't, they wanna... also don't explain the negatives of that. So it's like, no, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. But... You don't want to be totally cut off from the world. You know, yeah. Yeah. Bible says first natural then spiritual. Yeah. Not only that, you know, we need to be aware of Satan's devices mm -hmm. and you know and so that's how we see yeah. it, you know. But yeah, there's this guy on that we found on mm. YouTube and he titled it the dark uh was it the dark side of meditation. Mm -hmm. He has his own website, um actualize.org where he goes through all these different practices, meditation. Yeah, he has a lot of other content. Yeah. And so this guy, you know, he was telling like, hey, you know, there's things in his life that he experienced or you know, through this walk with meditation and mindfulness where, you know, he would meditate on something that he struggled with and and I want to make a disclaimer he he actually is a he considers himself to be associated with this religion yeah the religious practice yeah. as of a it. whole so yeah. that's good something really important to know because in America 
we don't associate it to a religion. But the reality is it is it originated is. from an Eastern right. Hinduist, Buddhist yeah, foreign, religion. Yeah, so religion. it's, you know, most pr- religious practices that practice it are from Eastern countries like, yeah. you know, Buddhism and Hinduism. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, this guy, he he talks about things that he struggled with mm. that um, later came back into his life. Yeah. And he tells you to accept it. There's visions that he had having sexual uh, fantasies with his own family members. He yeah, said he's saying he, accept it, but then he's being taught to accept right. it from his teachers, his, right. from his Hinduist teachers, is yeah. teaching him that he, he this tells is us, what you should yeah, do. He tells us, he tells you to accept it and expect it. Mm-hmm. Expect it and yeah. accept it. So, so, and even when you listen to the Buddhist monk. You know, like if you just search up videos on Buddhist monks talking mm-hmm. about meditation and the practices of it, that you will hear that term a lot. Expect, accept, yeah, expect, expect, accept. Yeah. And I just find it really interesting that again, that's like the whole focus and narrative yeah. is to just kind of accept whatever happens. Right. Don't don't go against it. Don't have a subjective thought process. Instead, be objective. Right. right. So what, what I mean, don't have an objective process, but be subjective. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. So with that being said, we're just going to roll the clip yeah. for you guys and you know, check out because a lot of this stuff can be negative. And so what I'm going to talk about here is the dark side. Stuff that's counterintuitive, stuff that you would not expect to arise from a simple meditation habit. So what is this stuff? Well, there's a whole list. Because you've been meditating now and you're getting growth and everything's feeling wonderful. And you think that, that that's just how it is now. That's your new level. You think you've arrived. But then a few weeks pass and then you crash into some deep depression. And you wonder to yourself, no, no, I lost it. What happened? I thought I arrived. But see, that was just the wrong expectation. The fact is you will have many wild mood swings throughout your entire meditation career. So get used to that. Also, expect feelings of loneliness to come over you sometimes. Expect feelings of disgust, anger, and frustration. And these can vary from very uh, mild forms of these emotions to very, very heavy forms, where you just feel like you're the most lonely, isolated human being on the entire surface of the earth. Or you're just completely pissed off and angry, uh, I can almost guarantee that if you're going to meditate for longer than a year, that you will be hit by some serious spells of depression. Turn back to old habits that you've worked through already. Like you might go binging on ice cream and on greasy food, even though you've already cleaned up your diet. You might go binge on television, even though you've stopped watching television for years. You might go start doing drugs again, or alcohol, or smoking cigarettes even though you haven't done that for years. You might um, go on a sex binge and go sleep with a bunch of random strangers on one-night stands, even though you don't usually do that. You might get addicted to money again, like this technique has been working for months, and now it just feels like, oh man, this technique, it stopped working, it's not working anymore. Expect that. Expect nightmares. Expect weird dreams where in your dreams you're living out weird fantasies like having sex with your mother 
or, uh, you know, killing people or the, the, you know, butchering your dog with a cleaver or something like that. Like, you know, uh, unpleasant images in your mind when you're sleeping, thinking that I'm at the highest stage. But then later I realized that, oh, this, that was just an intermediate stage. It wasn't nearly the highest stage. That spiritual arrogance was actually a function of my unconsciousness. And so that will happen to you. Now, this whole list of stuff, this is all quite common stuff. This is stuff that you should definitely expect. Don't be surprised at all if it happens to you. And not just once, but repeatedly. In fact, what you should start noticing is that it's a recurrent theme throughout long-term meditation, is that this stuff starts coming up. You're not conscious of most of that stuff. So when you're meditating, you're actually forcing your mind not to consciously work through that, but to unconsciously work through that. You are like literally defragmenting a hard drive. Also expect suicidal thoughts. I can almost guarantee that if you are meditating effectively, you will have more suicidal thoughts than you've probably ever had in your life. And that's if you're a normal person. I'm not talking about suicidal people. I'm talking about totally normal people. Me, from my meditation habit, uh, I... ...habit alone, uh, the more I meditate, the more suicidal thoughts I have. And that's totally fine. I recognize that. I don't yeah, so, you know, some hope you guys saw some of these those clips. Uh, if you want to watch the rest of it, feel free to watch it. But it's good to hear it from someone who's actually, yeah. you know all the way deep into it and, yeah you know, you know something you should think about is that something you want your kids to listen to is that something yeah it's really crazy mm -hmm. how he goes and dives into you know having thoughts of suicide rage wanting to feel like he's wanting to murder people feels like he's wanting to have sex with family members just like very deep things that like as we were listening to it, it's like, wow, I didn't know this is yeah. stuff that you're experiencing. And these are only the first two levels of yeah. meditation, which is what most people that are practicing it are going, should, he's saying you should expect to experience it. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think it's just something, like you said, your yeah. kids, I see a lot of people getting their kids involved and just, you need to really be aware. And the thing is, <laughs> if you are just accepting it and expecting mm -hmm. it, but have no resolution, mm -hmm. then all that's doing is just creating this huge buildup mm -hmm. of, you know, all these problems. If I'm angry, if I'm jealous, if I have suicidal thoughts, I'll just accept it, you know. But you're never getting to the root yeah, of the problem. Yeah, you're never getting to the root of yeah. the problem at all. You're not fixing it. It's just bringing up, like he said, and then he said that. He said suicidal life, thoughts. It's going to be constantly these same cycles. Yeah. He said to actually expect cycles where you have old habits that you didn't have before like you used to drink you don't drink no more now all of a sudden you're gonna start drinking again you're gonna Crazy. start smoking again and i just find that funny like my question to that whole thought process again is where does that, does that end but ultimately if you want to be a part of that religion that's your choice yeah but the problem is is that our question and why we're going into this is the whole thought process and center around how it has become a, a to a point where nobody subjects it i mean objects it it's just supposed to be accepted 
And then on top of that, how it has moved into a mess in the church, like a mindfulness yeah. instead of mind being really mindful. Yeah, absolutely. According to the Bible. But yeah, um, just just thinking of all this, how we mm-hmm. so we basically went over um, meditation mindfulness from a world standpoint. So with that being said, you know, let, let's talk about meditation and mindfulness. Well, not mindfulness, but meditation from a biblical standpoint, mm-hmm. because meditation is is a bit. There is a biblical uh, point, yeah. you know, in the Bible that talks about meditation. I mean, but, mindfulness, you know, meditation, same thing. Yeah. So from our, from it a, just means to be aware and alert, right? Yeah, yeah. So from mm-hmm. from a biblical standpoint, how do we attack those problems? Mm. That, mm-hmm. you know, like That's if good. you have suicidal thoughts, if you're angry, mm-hmm. how do we attack those problems from a biblical standpoint? And we know from the Bible, we meditate on God's word. Mm-hmm. You know, we ask the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus, which is God. They're all mm-hmm. you know, one. We ask the Holy Spirit and Jesus for guidance in mm-hmm. that, which is ultimately his word. Through his word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we meditate on his word, um, we we're seeking for the answers from God, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, you want to expound on that? Yeah, yeah, like, I really believe that, like, based off of just what we've come in, like, our conversations yeah. about it, and based off what the Bible says, I believe that meditation, according to the Bible, is to really just ponder and to think on whatever the word is saying. And so a good example of this is, like, if I'm struggling with fear, yeah, right, and fear is something that... I just seem like I can't get over. That's a big hurdle. The world, like the, how we're saying mindfulness is according to the world is to expect it, accept it, right? Mm-hmm. That's ultimately eventually going to cause you to cause change. Yeah. But from a biblical perspective, it's like nothing on its own, just being aware of something on its own doesn't change it, doesn't fix it. Yeah. Right. You can be aware that you're an alcoholic. <laughs> doesn't mean you don't stop drinking. So, yeah. From a biblical perspective, is saying that I need to be aware, but then I need to take it to the next level and realize that I don't have the ability to change it. Yeah, from your own. From my own power and strength. Your own strength, yeah. And so now I need to rely on a higher strength in order to give me that ability to change it, which would be God. And, And the Bible says that, you know, God has not given us the spirit of fear but of love and sound mind. Yeah. So an example of getting rid of that fear from a biblical perspective of meditation would be to think on that verse throughout the Bible, the, uh, sorry, throughout the day and yeah. say, God is not giving the spirit of fear. Love He's giving me love and a sound mind. And if yeah. I'm pondering on that all day, it gets to a point where it gets in my heart yeah. and then it affects my perception yeah. of fear. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm changing because now my perspective of it's changing. I'm no longer being passive, but I'm being reactive right. to my thought process on. Absolutely. Yeah, so, there yeah, we actually uh <clears throat> got a couple of verses that we wanted to share with you guys from the Psalms of David and in Psalms 119:97 says, "Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day." And so when we think about that, um, David's meditating on God's word all day. Mm-hmm. And so he's constantly giving himself um, God's resolution for mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately, you know, we don't exist without God. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And just thinking of that, um, David's been through a lot of trials mm-hmm. and, you know, so he used God's word for him to get him through mm-hmm. all those trials. Another verse says in Psalms one nineteen ninety nine, it says, I have more insight than all my teachers for I meditate on your statutes. And when you it just that's deep, because when you think about that, mm. I have more insight than all my teachers, first of all. That that basically means he see you know he's getting his answers from God, mm. which is the Word ultimately. And even though teachers are great and can teach you a lot in the Word, but when you spend time with God and God alone and actually build a relationship, mm. you know not necessarily through you know religion. Mm. Um, you know religion can teach you a lot of memorization, but mm. having a relationship with God can give you um, new revelation. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the next verse we have Joshua one eight. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Mm. And so with that verse, you know, when you ponder on that, it says may be careful to do everything within it. Because mm. we're all in the flesh we're all sinners ultimately Mm. and when you think about that you need god's word to bring it to your remembrance of what we're doing yeah and so i guess what i'm taking from all these verses like applying it to today is ultimately you know god's version of meditation you know the world saying be aware be alert um but it's really not being aware and alert because when you get to the heart of it, it's really saying ignore everything, be yeah. passive. But when you get to the heart of biblical meditation, it's literally just coming down to the point of you're, you're, you're realizing God has a will. You're submitting to his will. And ult- so ultimately, biblical meditation is to re- to submit to God's will, understand he has a will, submit to his will. And do that through the the word, pondering, yeah. thinking on the word, getting it in your heart so that it can ultimately change your thought process on things yeah. through his power. And that is to be in meditation from a biblical perspective as a Christian. Yeah. And so just thinking about, you know, what we just talked about mm-hmm. with the verses and, you know, from our Christian standpoint... You know, just going back to the world, uh, you know, the the world standpoint or someone who may not be Christian, Mm -hmm. we actually found this article of a woman, um, well, True found this article of a woman, I thought it was very interesting, Mm. um, that talks about, she held about 1,200 people, I believe. Yeah, 1,200 people. So she has a, she basically has her own practice for therapy, and she specifically teaches people how to be you know go get through mental struggles through mindfulness Mindfulness. yeah and she did a study on 1200 people and out of those 1200 people she found that from the study that she did because she wanted to study to see if these people were having sight she noticed like a thread of people having effects and she wanted to look further into it and she found that 32 percent through this study, 32% of people were yeah. having 
negative effects. Yeah, and that was and some that was just for the people that responded because there was a whole yeah. another ten to fifteen percent of people that weren't responding. Yeah, or the rest of them could have actually been yeah. going through some, but maybe yeah. they were too. Yeah, you, know, you never know. But yeah. the point is, is thirty two percent of the people were having negative yeah, negative effects. So yeah, that article <clears throat> would be in a. And she was saying that it wasn't just like effects that it's like, okay, you can get through this. It was like effects that were going on for three, four, five, six months, mm. year, mm. year passes. And it's yeah. still going on because she did this study for a period of six months yeah. on these people. Yeah. And with, yeah, <clears throat> so with that being said, you know, just, you know, thinking of, you know, that information, mm-hmm. tying it to, you know, the, our, you know, our Christian perspective and our resolution on, how we how we attack our problems um you know what are the so you know i just want to talk about like the consequences hmm. of of that from a biblical standpoint because so you're asking a question so you're asking what are the consequences yeah so what are hmm. so yeah what are those consequences let's hmm. look first so we know that everything is spiritual um in a sense i mean i think the guy that's not even christian that did this video gives like a big explanation as to what the consequences are. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, you have the yeah. spirit of suicide, suicide talking about jealousy, the spirit of rage, anger. You know, and it hasn't obviously it didn't form into a spirit yet. But again, if you're entertaining these thoughts, accepting these thoughts yeah. with, no resolution. Into, with no, no resolution, with no resolution, you're talking about opening yourself into demonic spiritual activity. And the reality is. It doesn't matter what religion you subscribe to, unless you're an atheist, you believe in the spiritual world. Yeah. You know, and, and so. you know, ultimately, when you think of this, <laughs> uh, from well, ultimately, from a Bible perspective, meditation and mm-hmm. mindfulness is a, a portal or a door, per se, that yeah. opens you up because you're not having any form of resolution, mm-hmm. because you're... You're causing your mind to be passive. Mm-hmm. You're opening up this portal from the, in the spiritual realm mm. that's opening to all these different that. oppressions, mm. all these oppressions, mm. anger, mm-hmm. all this stuff that's being built up, and that will eventually oppress you, especially mm-hmm. if you do not have the Holy Spirit yeah. or the Spirit of God. And I think the biggest effects is like depression. Anxiety, yeah, yeah, you know, like definitely spirit goes of depression, to. spirit of anxiety. Yeah. So many people are battling with that. Yeah, you know, just yeah, yeah. And all in all, if you and that just... really just brings us back to our first initial question is mm-hmm. like tying this all back to like Christians. I know there might be non Christians listening to this, but specifically directed towards Christian yeah. believers. You know, our question to ourselves as Christians was. How has mindfulness become a mindful mess in the body of Christ? And I think that kind of really expounds on it that we have not even realized that we're opening ourselves to demonic activity when we start to explore these things. And not only are we opening ourselves to this, we're also ultimately opening our children. Yeah. Because a lot of times in the church, we, we, we see, oh, you know, yeah, what the sins, fornication, lying, yeah. you know, cheating, mm-hmm. all this stuff you can kind of see with the visual eye. Mm-hmm. But you know, mindfulness and meditation is a a spiritual sin mm-hmm. per se. You know, mm-hmm. it's not something you can see, 
but it's something that's a small fox that can creep mm. in, you know, f- from the Christian standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ultimately, if you want to sum it up, I would even say meditation and mindfulness is divination. Mm. So It is a spirit of yeah. divination. Yeah. And, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, for that, for that, we just wanted to let you guys, you know, from, Speaking of that, did you want to read the verse from Deuteronomy 14? Yeah, yeah, let's pull that up. Okay, so we are going to read Deuteronomy 18.9. Mm-hmm. So it says, When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, be very careful not to imitate the detestable customs of the nations living there. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burning offering, mm-hmm. and do not let your people practice fortune telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead mm-hmm. and anyone who does these things is detestable to the lord so yeah um you know pondering on that scripture you know a lot there's a lot of stuff that happened in those foreign countries that god warned them about Mm-hmm. You know, because these are the things that you're, you know, that we could experience mm-hmm. in the Christian community of these different spirits. And I think the biggest, like I think the biggest thing is that to take away from that verse to apply today to today okay. is that you ultimately are opening yourself up to yeah. something like what we were saying, yeah. the biblical consequences. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are not aware of those consequences within the church, which is why it's so has become so popular because people have not associated as something negative. Yeah. Yeah. But, no it's not necessarily like burning your kid as what they did back then. Yeah. It's more, but it's still a form of divination. It's a, a form, form of, of focusing on something other than God yeah. to fix your issue which with is no not, resolution. With no re- yeah. yeah. But it's fixed. It's again. It's an idol. Yeah. You know, and it's not of God. And so that's the whole thing is that. But when you see the danger, because the severity of it is the spiritual sides of that, mm-hmm. because. Now, you know, when you say not practicing, sacrificing your son or daughter, well, if you, you're talking about a guy that's saying he wants to kill people, family members, and these thoughts are coming to his mind, practicing it, yeah, you know, well, then it could lead you into that, yeah. you know, it could lead you and open yourself up to, you know, becoming, you know, wanting to go act on some of those things, because the more you ponder on something there, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. The more you think about something, it gets in your heart. Yeah. And when it gets in your heart, you act on it. Absolutely. So, you know, mm-hmm. I guess the big question is if mindfulness is so beneficial. It's so beneficial. Why is, why there is nobody, nobody talking, talking about the side about effects? The side effects? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, you can leave your answers in the comments. See what you guys think. And I do want to go ahead and close in prayer. Like I I just want to pray and I want to say, Lord, I just pray over every person watching this video. I pray for those that do not know you. I pray that this brings some type of light and attention to this that makes people want to explore more about it, makes people want to know, understand it more and understand how it is negative. It can negatively affect them. And then in hopes that their heart may change on it. And I pray for those that are watching that are believers 
Lord, I pray that you convict their heart to see that this is not something that us as people of God should be participating in. And that ultimately that you hope them to see that the the negative effects, Father. And I pray over every person that has been exposing themselves to this and their children. I pray against the spirit of suicide in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I pray against the spirit of depression and anxiety in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over your people, Lord, and their homes and their children. And we speak against any demonic spiritual activity in the name of Jesus. And we pray for your peace and love and a sound mind in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, all right. I guess we'll chop it, chop it up, chop it up again. Video. Yeah. We're going to have all types of cool topics <clears throat> we can talk about. You know, mindfulness is more of a, this was a more deeper spiritual topic, but yeah. Hope to see you guys again and hope you enjoy it.